Hello, Michael here with a quick disclaimer. The episode that you are about to listen to was originally recorded as a live event, meaning that it was recorded and streamed over our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash the RPG Academy, or broadcast as a live event or recorded as a live event for our YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash the RPG Academy. Hopefully you will understand why the audio quality of this episode is not quite up to the same standards you have come to appreciate and expect from our show. And on the off chance that when you listen to this episode, you don't really notice a difference between this episode and a regular episode, don't say anything, because that will make me cry. Thanks, and enjoy the show. And Mr. Smythe, um, when you get into the uh, the center of the group, you do not recognize the symbol because you have been uh, away from the civilized world for uh, a while. But so that everybody else knows, you see on the armbands of these uh, these people that you are in the center of, they have a, uh, a swastika with a dagger through the center of it. And okay. now, uh, Professor. So we know it's the Thule Society, correct? Uh, once you get close enough, yes, you will know that is the symbol of the Thule Society. Uh, the professor walks up to the first guy that's standing next to the woman that got shot. Mm-hmm. And calls the police. <laughs> <laughs> and fire department. It's New York City. You gotta deal with it. <laughs> what are these strange noises in the cavern? <laughs> Must be birds of some exotic nature. Uh, the professor just looks at him and says, uh, Dear chap, why don't you help your friend? There, and as soon as he looks away, he just goes to punch him. Ah, which is a dirty trick. You have a specialty <laughs> in that. Uh, I love it. So, yeah. died. so that's two successes. Which doesn't beat his defense of three. So this is a case where your fist connects. This is a square-jawed, uh, you know, picture-perfect Aryan sort of representative, and your fist connects with his jaw, and his head doesn't move. Ooh. Well, gentlemen. This one's for you. <laughs> Archie, I believe he's talking to you. You're next in the, the group. All right, so I'm going to take my camera. I'm going to turn it on this, you know, perfect figure. And I'm going to zoom in slowly on that Nazi the swastika with the dagger. And then as I've got it perfectly in frame, I'm going to shoot it and capture the bullet going into it and then the blood coming out. All right, this, uh, since you are also aiming, uh, that is going to be a minus two to this roll. All right. That is two successes. So it is, it looks like a, a perfect shot, and the wind comes in and just knocks it off, uh, off course at the last second, and the bullet goes wide. We'll fix that in post. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll also uh, note one thing, um, just as a, a bookkeeping. I hate keeping track of, of bullets. You have infinite bullets, but you do need to keep track of when you need to reload your gun. How do we know when that happens? So you have a uh, capacity noted on there. So like the uh, the Colt 45 is a capacity of seven. So when you fired seven bullets, then you're going to have to take a round to reload it. Okay, cool. Um, and you can also, I, you could reload after combat. You can always start with a, a full chamber of bullets if you want. But if this fight goes on long enough, you may have to pause to reload or switch weapons. All right, so Archie's shot went wide, and now it is time for the Thule Society uh, to attack. So we have one person who is on the ground, and she is not going to be doing much of anything this round. Um, however, our uh, our perfect <clears throat> specimen 
uh, is going to go for the professor who, tr- who just insulted him, trying to, uh, to punch him like that. So, professor, let's see, you got a four, but your defense is, oh, wait, no, that's not you. Three? Oh, yes, your defense is three. So, professor, you are, uh, you're getting punched. You know, this is not Captain America punching Hitler, this is Hitler punching you. So, so this, uh, this uh, member of the Thule Society just hauls back and punches you in the face. You're going to take one point of uh, non-lethal damage. And I should also note, you should be happy that it is merely one point, because you'll note that you have a stun rating. And if okay. you take damage that is double your stun rating or more, you are out for that number of rounds. Okay. So Professor should, Professor's a little bit of a glass jaw here. If, if, uh, if he gets too much uh, damage, uh, he's just going to be down for the rest of the uh, rest of the combat. So it just this just matches your stun rating, so you're definitely not feeling good right now, but you can uh, uh, keep standing. Now, uh, uh, Mr. Smythe, you are in the middle of three other members of the Thule Society, so they are going to be attacking you. Now, because you're being attacked by multiple people, and we're going to do this, um, we're now switching genres a little bit, we're going to martial arts movie. So you're going to get uh, attacked by one person at a time, all hand-to-hand combat. However, it is more difficult for you to defend as more people attack you. So for this first attack, you're going to get to roll your (laughs) full defense. However, uh, after that, your second attack, you're going to have minus two, and your third attack, you're going to have minus four. Okay. So let's see this first one. All right, that's three. All right, rolling my defense, which is five currently. I three, I matched. All right, so uh, match is the defender wins. So I uh, took a swing and he missed. Second yeah. one. Mike's on. And this one's minus two, correct? Yes. Okay. One success. All right, and then this one you're going to be at minus four. <laughs> Ooh, and they rolled a four. Come on, a catacomb die. <laughs> Give me one. Nope. So Mr. Smythe, you know, he takes one block, takes the other block to his forearm, and then the third shot, he has no blocks left. (laughs) (laughs) He used all his blocks. Uh, He only learned two from his master, so... uh, Yeah, that's next week when you... Yeah, yeah, I actually, next week is the third block, so, (laughs) uh, you know, I, uh, unfortunately... So I got hit... So uh, that would be um, four uh, non-lethal damage. Okay. Um, and you have a stun of two, so that is double your stun rating. So that last one not only connects, but boom, you go down. Like a like a soft rag, Mr. Smythe just like takes the punch and then limps to the <laughs> ground and just kind of goes over on his side. The tattoo looks really cool, but it's just a tattoo. <laughs> You're no Danny Rand. I am no Danny Rand. <laughs> uh, Charlie. I know Charlie. Chadley. That- Chadley, saddened, I guess is the word, by seeing his friend bite the big one, uh, is going to sprint over, dropping his gun and pulling out his machete. Um, oh, man. <laughs> let's, uh, let's see if we can't push the rating board on this one. Well, um, welcome to the jungle, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before, I'll, I'll, will note one thing before you roll, cause it sounds like you want, really want to, want to get in here and start messing some things up Um, on your quick reference guide i have some of the combat maneuvers one thing you can do is to make a uh, a total attack which means you lose some of your defense but you get a plus two to your action Um, you can also do a flurry attack 
which would let you attack two people, but you would start having minuses. And there's how many people were around Mr. Smythe when he Three. went? Oh boy. So you could either you could do flurry and split it up between two people, or if you really want to just like beat down maybe on that one that uh, that that took out Mr. Smythe uh, for the moment, um, mm-hmm. you could do both attacks on one person. Again, there'd be a minus for that second attack, but if you that is an option for you. I'm gonna. Is there a way that I could try to attack all three of them? That's that flurry, right? You would be you would be at significant minuses for that third one. You can all you can attempt anything, but I'm going to start taking away a lot of dice. Yeah, let's let's do it. <laughs> all right, so you're going to be making a total attack for this, um, yes. which means that your defense is going to be less, but you don't care because they hurt Mr. Smite. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for your first roll, you're going to get a plus two to this uh, to your attack. Could I also make the argument that I am making a charge, which would give me another plus two to a melee attack? Yes, you are. Get this game already. (laughs) Ah, it's a numbers game. Ah, I've caught on now. I know some of these words, but numbers. Uh, (laughs) So that is going to be six successes on that first attack. All right, that first attack. uh, You swipe your machete across uh, uh, the Thule Society member's chest, Ah, and they're going to stumble back, and oops, there's a cliff. So you've, uh, d- you you took out uh, that guy in one. Um, for your next attack, um, you do not have the charge bonus anymore. You kind of got that um, that once. You still have your plus two for a total attack, but that's going to be canceled out by the minus two for attacking a second person in the same round. All right. That's going to be four on that one. All right. In this case, you uh, uh, machete the person there. Bloodied uh, uh, slash across the chest. Uh, you, you've now just made him angry. Good thing I'm a thrill seeker, and putting myself in danger is what I love to do. I'm assuming it's going to be another minus to attack the third person. Yes, this is going to be a total of minus four. Minus four. Let's push it. I'm popping a style point. Ah, push it. <laughs> and this one, I got three successes. All right. So this one, a scratch on the arm. Take but, that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, you got rid of the first guy that took out uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Smythe uh, and speaking of Mr. Smythe normally it's your turn but you are out for this round uh, Chadley avenge me <laughs> I am attempting up, to do so lifts, up, lifts an arm up weakly and kind of waves and then the arm drops again <laughs> oh even better as he like lifted up to wave as he like runs by he gives you like a low five <laughs> <laughs> and then the hand turns into like a thumb and then it falls uh, professor, what do you wish to do? Uh, I've still got the the big perfect specimen in front of me, correct? Yes, you do. Drago. Drago. <laughs> uh, professor just looks at Mr. Drago there. Uh, oh, dear, dear chap, you seem to be quite the boxer. And he cracks his knuckles. I studied boxing at Harvard myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and he puts his hands up in that old style boxing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a cup. So you don't get your, your dirty tricks bonus uh, uh, for this, but you do still get to roll your, your five for all dice. Yeah, I'm going to uh, one of those style points. I say my good man is a pugilist. And I'll note that the professor has such a great brawl rating because he has a talent that um, basically lets him use intellect rather than strength for calculating this. Um, mm. He has calculated attack. He knows where to hit somebody to make it hurt. Uh, and I'm sure like Holmes is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, four successes this time. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, you, uh, crack him, uh, across the jaw. Uh, 
got a, a, a good shot in there. But in this case, it's like you crack, and he moved this time, but now he just looks more angry. Chad, lay dear chap, could you please hurry? <laughs> and Archie. Okay, so Archie, you know, Mr. Smythe has already gone down. Uh, Chadley's in the thick of it. The professor's useless. So I, I'm going to, for the moment, lower my camera, raise my gun, and take two shots at the perfect specimen. I have the All rapid right. rapid shot talent. Oh, so I get plus two, but I get negative two, so it cancels that out. But I rolled yep. two separate attacks. Five and six. Okay. So my first shot. Three successes. All right. And my second shot, five successes. Wow. So you were going for the, the guy that was um, that Archie was yes. targeting? Yes. I think Chadley can handle his own. He seems a, he seems a rough and tumble sort. But the, the professor's, uh, you know. You got to protect the brains, you know, uh, of the outfit. And he seems very important to the story of this documentary. So your, your first hit. Wings the the guy in the the shoulder and uh, you know, passes right through completely bloodlessly because of our genre. But the second shot get him right in the gut, and he uh, puts his hand uh, hands to his his stomach, and immediately blood starts flowing through. And you see him look up, and the color drains from his face as he steps backward once, twice, and falls over that convenient cliff. <laughs> Good so, shot, dear Archie. So I was aiming for it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the, uh, the the three people that uh, that uh, Chadley has been um, beating up on. Or no, there's just two of them now. Because you knocked one off the cliff. All right. So uh, first one is going to, they're, they're going to be totally uh, uh, intent on Chadley. He's obviously the most dangerous right now. So, and Chadley, you're also going to have the your first uh, attack, you're at your full defense, and then your second attack um, is going to be at minus two. Okay. Ooh, so five is your first one. So you roll your defense. Oh, actually, but you are actually at a minus on your defense already because you went full attack. So you are only rolling um, your passive defense of three. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, this may not end well. It does not end well. <laughs> Any successes? Nope. All right. So I, but you, that only matches your, or actually, no, that's six. All right. That is double your stun rating. So that first hit, boom, you're going to hit the ground as, uh, as well as uh, right next to your, your friend, Mr. Snipe. <laughs> they, they sort of fall on each other and their heads are right next to each other. And it's like a very, not, not quite romantic, but there's a hint of that, you know? Chadley Smythe, OTP, calling it. <laughs> Come here often. <laughs> <laughs> um, so our last, uh, uh, the, the last person that is attacking this round, um, they are going to comfort you, Archie. You are the uh, next uh, remaining threat. So he's going to charge at you, and he's basically just going to try to grapple you. Okay. I also took the full attack action last turn because I double shot. Yep. So... Uh, in this case, all right, so you're going to be rolling your passive defense against this. Okay. Uh, this is against a four. I got a one. All right. So that is, uh, he's definitely going to uh, run into you and he's going to tackle you uh, round. Yes, because that, yes, you got more successes than your strength rating, a lot more successes than your strength rating. 
So uh, you are now, uh, actually, he has so many more, I was just checking the grapple rules. He had so many more successes than your strength rating, which is a one, uh, that you are pinned to the ground and your next action, all you can do is try to escape using a strength a strength check. That's going to go over well. <laughs> all right. So party isn't looking so great. Uh, <laughs> as our, our two heavy hitters are, uh, of uh, Mr. Smythe and Chadley are down for the count. Actually, Mr. Smythe, you're going to be up this round. You are you are hurt. You're not feeling so great, but you uh, you awake to to Chadley as, as Chadley falls next to you. The the, the his um, strong body hitting the ground next to you is enough to stir you awake. You're you're muted. I can't. It would have been a lot more effective the first time. Okay. <laughs> Let's try this again. <clears throat> I was really feeling it. Uh, uh, so Smythe throws his hand onto Chadley's unconscious shoulder and uses that as leverage because it's so large and beefy to push himself up off the ground, stretches his arms in front of him, and he looks at the... Is there one standing now or two in front of him? Uh, there's one standing. Uh, it has... Uh, well, actually... No, um, there's two on the ground. One is the woman who has the shot leg, and the other has pinned Archie to the ground. Smythe is going to almost Terminator walk over at that one, <laughs> toward that one, and uh, I'm going to uh, throw him off of Archie and try and throw him over the cliff. <laughs> All right. Make a throw attack. Roll plus active defense. Uh, so that is my... Uh, so I, it's, it's versus their active defense, okay, so your roll five. is just five. Yep, yep, I see that. Um, and, yeah, and their active defense. Four. Four successes. Absolutely. So uh, he rolled one, so that is going to, uh, when you succeed at a, uh, a throw roll, you throw them five feet per success that you, uh, you rolled, and obviously that cliff is less than 15 feet away. So... so so Smythe walks up and grabs him by the nape of his neck and by the waistband of his pants <laughs> and does like a back, like almost a back somersault and then uses his legs to just kick him over the edge of the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> and we hear Wilhelm scream as uh, uh, this otherwise guy had been doing pretty well in combat uh, gets just tossed overboard. That's it for the garbage. Good show, little chap. And uh, Smythe reaches down to pull Archie up. And uh, we will say, uh, since combat has essentially resolved, Chadley, you can uh, you you wake up just in time to see that 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 brawny show from Mr. Smythe. Chadley sweats and fans himself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then all that remains is uh, the woman on the uh, the ground um, with her her shot leg. Professor, see to her. Uh, she's right there. <laughs> This, this is not my job. Chadley? Who wants Jeez. to take me to the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> You'll be fine. Walk it off, good sir. <laughs> Rub some dirt on it. Walk it off. <laughs> As you are debating about what to uh, to do with this uh, this poor woman, uh, somebody uh, approaches. You are on you know, kind of a, a hill, and um, you see a, a small group of people um, walking up the uh, up the hill. Um, Mr. Smythe, you would recognize immediately that this um, group of people is dressed very similarly to the Tibetan monks that live in the same area that you have um, taken up. They have the saffron-colored robes. They all have shaved or bald heads. But unlike the, the Tibetan monks, not all of these people are of obvious Tibetan descent. There is uh, 
African people there. There are several Caucasian people. It's, uh, a, it's a rainbow coalition of Tibetan monks. Yes, exactly. They all they walk out kind of uh, in a, a V-shaped formation. Um, one of them is in the lead. They all have their their fingers kind of um, steepled as if in contemplation, um, and they they're walking forward uh, in in unified steps. I'll take care of this, friends. Someone see to Chadley and that poor woman. And uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Smythe approaches the group of of, of uh, very diverse people, and uh, and starts making a sign language. Essentially, trying to communicate with them via sign, doing an ex- a very poor job. <laughs> the professor clearly knows this is not sign language. <laughs> and after a few so, sort of random movements, uh, Mr. Smythe puts his hands to the side and just waits for a response. And the, uh, the, the leader of the, the group, um, a very, uh, petite woman, she's kind of, uh, of indeterminate age, especially, you know, with the, the shaved heads and actually the, uh, none of them have eyebrows either. It's very difficult to ascertain age. Is or... she Irish? <laughs> you don't know. She's pale. <laughs> she could be anything. She's Celtic. She's Celtic. <laughs> Celtic, yes. Yes. It's like, wait, I understand this reference. <laughs> uh, uh, she, well, just patiently watched you, kind of a very patient smile on your face. Oh, there's the tech film <laughs> uh, And as you finally pause in your gesticulations, she smiles again and nods and says, Welcome to Shangri-La. Perfect English. So, ah, while this is ah, happening... You, you understood me perfectly. Thank you. <laughs> but while this is happening, Archibald is walking up, and the, the row of the natives that have come to, to meet us, I'm gently sort of pushing them like a step forward or a step back. I'm, I'm lining up shots, and if they're not perfectly lined, I keep just sort of slightly moving everybody. You attempt to, but they are like trees. Oh. They, I, even though <laughs> these are very slight people, um, immovable. Fine, well, you just won't be in the shot then. <laughs> the professor steps up uh, in front of Smythe, bows very respectfully to uh, the woman that's the leader, doing as much as he can towards the customs that she would mm-hmm. normally follow. Uh, and he enters, I am Stefan Logan. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Uh, may I ask your name? Uh, it is a pleasure to meet you, Stefan Logan. Names are not necessary in, in Shangri-La. We have let go of many of the trappings of the outside world. When you are in paradise, what need do we have of them? And she just smiles very beatifically at you. That is a very good point. The adulment seems to have originated from these folks. Uh, Professor, you may make uh, an empathy roll if you would like. Uh, this is going to be a difficulty four. Okay, got it. Four exactly. You you sometimes get this this tingling feeling in the back of your neck, a, a spidey sense, some people might say, where you just, you know things, and there's there's no rational way you can know them, but you feel, you're getting a sense from these uh, these people that they have almost, uh, th- this calm that uh, this woman has, she's radiating it in a, a, a supernatural way, essentially. Uh, she is this, this goes far beyond any sort of uh, meditation that you have uh, 
read about or, or studied, and you actually can feel that there's you know, there's been a lot of adrenaline pumping through the group in the, the course of combat. And you can just kind of feel that everybody, that this, this calmness that is radiating from her is spreading to the rest of the party. Uh, and in fact, everybody else, you, as this woman speaks, this is just the most peaceful place you've ever been in. What troubles did you have? You were fighting a minute ago, and that just seems foolish now. Well, gentlemen, I think we are safe here, and we should uh, perhaps take some time to learn their their ways. And the professor just pulls out a book and kind of starts scrolling some information down, uh, describing what he's feeling and how he's feeling. Smithing looks up and says, do you have anything to eat? And uh, again, the woman just smiles and is like, of course, all is provided in Shangri-La. And two of the, the monks from the uh, the back of the, the formation, they've gone to the uh, the woman who was injured and they are, are helping her up. She doesn't appear to really want to be helped at first, but much like the rest of you, um, she very quickly stops resisting um, and she she goes along um, quite willingly as they're leading her back down the ride the, the hill that they just came up on and the the woman uh, that you were speaking to smile she steps aside a little bit and gestures out her arm archie she steps exactly where you had wanted her to step it's like of course now she moves yes uh, filming the whole time please we would like you to to join us for our next meal Smythe turns to the group. They would like us to dine with them. <laughs> oh, good show, old tap. I'd love to document that. I professor, would love to eat it. The professor is just kind of glaring at Mr. Smythe. Mr. Smythe, you can talk normal to these people. They are very intelligent. They're clearly, you know, natives of this land, or at least adopted natives. Uh, we may need to simplify our speech for them. I do not believe you need to do that. Perhaps they we can agree to disagree, Professor. <laughs> no, you will understand that maybe they are simplifying their speech for us. Again, <laughs> we can agree to disagree, Dr. Logan. I spent much time in the Himalayas, and, and these people are simple folk. How many times in the Himalayas have you gone through a portal to a paradise and met people like this? Well, now you're just being difficult. <laughs> I don't believe I am the one being difficult here. I believe you are. Come, let us let us eat their simple, wholesome food with them. How about we make a deal? If their food is not just simple, you will stop treating them like they are simple. Deal? <laughs> the professor holds his hand out. I'm going to use my flaw because I'm trying to lie to him <laughs> that I will abide by this contract. All right, so... I have a negative two penalty whenever I try to lie or cheat. All right. Um, so I will... Uh, I'm not going to make you roll this. Oh. All right, well, let's see. Should I make you guys roll Do you guys want to roll it? Do I think, want... yeah. I'm trying to use my flaw. All right, so um, you to are... To try going... a mechanic. <laughs> so, let's see. In order to deceive somebody, you do not have the deception skill. I don't. No. Nope. Because I'm horrible at it. Yeah. So, <laughs> do not have a skill you are rolling the primary attribute associated with it minus two so in this case it's charisma which would be one 
and then you're at a minus two, so technically you can't even make this roll. Awesome. <laughs> uh, professor, so, even- <laughs> so Smythe, Smythe puts his hand out and clearly has his fingers crossed <laughs> on the other hand, and he's actually not holding it behind his back. He's got it, like, to his side. He's He's trying, not trying at all. Really. <laughs> Professor, you don't even have to roll. Your empathy is, is quite good. Okay. That's what you would use to defend here. You, yeah, you see everything. The professor leans over and whispers in Mr. Smythe's ear, if you do not live up to this deal, I will make sure Chadley never takes off his shirt in your presence again. <laughs> bad form, sir. Bad form. <laughs> Both of you take a so- style point. That was fun. <laughs> Uh, I'm talking to the lead lady, the nameless one. Uh-huh. Uh, I hate to inform you, but there's this cliff nearby, and there happen to be a couple of gentlemen that have um, fallen, possibly. Uh, if you were to retrieve their bodies, I have some personal items that I'm missing that I think might be on them. She uh, kind of looks back over her, her shoulder at, the, uh, at the, the cliff, and she says, all will be returned. Oh, good show, good show. And in fact, two more of the, uh, the, the monks, um, they peel off and they're making their way along the, uh, the hill and they're obviously going around the, um, chasm of that cliff to presumably retrieve the, the people that you so carelessly tossed overboard. I like to think that they fell. <laughs> and, uh, it's not, it's, uh, a, a fairly short walk to, uh, towards where they are, are taking you. Um, and all of you have a chance to kind of look around at the um, this, this fascinating place that you have walked into. Absolutely, Archie, okay. you are filming constantly. This camera hasn't been set down in, in quite a while. And so, obviously, this is um, an absolutely beautiful paradise that you have walked into. Uh, but as you kind of look beyond, you know, it's, a would say, um, about two miles that you can see near the top of this hill of, of absolutely lush, beautiful uh, oasis. Um, and in the center of it, you see um, a sort of village has been built. Professor and um, Mr. Smythe, you especially would recognize that the buildings are, are very Tibetan in origin. Although I'm not purely, there seems to be um, a little bit of You'd almost say Greek influence, especially, Professor, you would uh, uh, notice this. Um, it's a, a strange amalgamation of, of cultures that uh, have constructed these, these buildings, it seems. And in the center of the complex, there is a very ornate temple. And then around it, you see um, several very simple um, shacks have been, have been built. But then beyond this uh, two-mile radius, you again see fierce, desolate mountains like the Himalayas that you left. You can see windstorms blowing snow across the uh, the peaks. Uh, absolutely makes no sense um, how this sort of oasis can exist in the middle of uh, such tempestuousness. This architecture is amazing. It seems there's some Russian influence. I see some Eastern Asian influence there, but yet it's so Tibetan. It, yes, there is Tibetan. There's also Greek, not Russian. You're close. <laughs> close. Just a little further south. See the pillars? Very much Greek. Russian would have little domes on top. I'm Lots working. of cultures used pillars. <laughs> but if you notice the particular cut of the stone, this is obviously very Greek. Well, it's all Greek to me. <laughs> Take a point, Archie. Bam! 
It's got as walls. You, as you I recognize uh, those. <laughs> good. Good. And as you're, you're led into the, uh, to the village itself, um, <clears throat> Professor, uh, you definitely notice you're, you're looking, uh, more closely at these columns and they're definitely there's there's some marble columns there's limestone columns several different um, stones were used none of which are native to uh the himalayas interesting i I, the professor walks up next to the the woman who seems to be their leader may i inquire as to where the pillars came from they're obviously from around here (laughs) (laughs) she looks at the pillars she's like much like us, they have always been here. The, the professor just looks stunned. That, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. The Himalayas don't na- normally have this type of stone here. She smiles again, and for the first time, you see a hint of confusion in that smile. And she says, what are the Himalayas? They're a mountain range that we came from. Oh, oh. yes, of course, from beyond. Beyond? May I ask, beyond what? From beyond the entrance. Is that the only entrance? It is the only entrance at that time. Uh, okay. Where is the entrance <laughs> at other times? It is where the entrance needs to be. Smythe is obviously confused, but trying to hide it. <laughs> Chadley um, is not trying to hide it. <clears throat> uh, Professor, um, if you'd like to make another um, academics role, you can see if you can parse together what she's saying. Four successes? With four successes, um, you remember, again, with the myths of, of Shangri-La, not only is the entrance tend to appear to travelers who are in trouble and in danger, but it is a place that is much easier to enter than it is to leave. And you know that she has mentioned entrances. She has said nothing about an exit, as well as the entrance where it needs to be that would uh, imply where the travelers need it to be. So the entrance is where it needs to be. How do you control it? How do you open and close it? We are... But human beings, we do not dare to think that we can control fate. You'll have to excuse him. The professor can't wrap his mind around the the depth of Tibetan philosophy at play here. Uh, oh, do enlighten me, Smythe. <laughs> See, we are here, but we are not here. We are present, but not present. This is a place that exists in a time that does not exist. And where did you read this? That is not important. <laughs> Just the back of a cereal box. <laughs> the inside of a bubblegum wrapper. Chadley, uh, you mentioned that you were very confused by by all of this as you are, are walking in. Uh, are you just kind of looking around, tagging along with... Uh... Yeah, I think uh, Chadley like, tuned out as soon as they started talking <laughs> about stuff, and he lost tra- like, train of thought. But he is just like marveling over the various uh, flora and fauna, which I assume are as... Uh, collaged and cobbled together as the, the architecture and the people yeah. here. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, much of it you can't even begin to identify. There's just, even in, in all of your, your world travels, there it's other people might find it humbling. Maybe you find it humbling. Maybe it's insulting that there are things in this world that you still haven't seen. The things that you do recognize, um, very you know, ferns and, and trees, they're much larger than you've ever encountered before. Um, a fern that you uh, saw in deepest, wildest Africa that normally grows knee high. You see it uh, seems to have grown chest high here. I would love to just like, as they're talking, absent-mindedly step away, distracted. <laughs> 
to go investigate some of these ferns and maybe see if I can't get a little bit close to the uh, the wildlife that moves around. Yeah, you can uh, absolutely do that. You see that there's there you don't see any cattle or any sort of domesticated animals in this area, which is definitely interesting for this civilization in the middle of, of nowhere mm-hmm. um, that they don't have they don't have animals like that. But you're as you're um, going through the uh, the underbrush, you see a lot of insects, beetles, grubs, centipedes. Again, that have grown much larger than you've ever encountered. You watch um, one centipede weave through the ferns, and at first you think it's a snake, honestly, because it's as long as your arm. And then you notice all of the the thousands, there must be legs that are creeping along the vines. I think Chadley's got like anime eyes. Because this is all beautiful and, like, incredible. He's pumped. You would probably try and reach out and grab the centipede. (laughs) And it's just, it it doesn't bite or it's not, it's a centipede. Um, So it just crawls up your arm as happy to climb on you as it was on the fern. Nice. I think he's going to notice that he's made his way uh, farther from his companion, so he's going to return. But centipede in tow. You've got a, you have an animal companion now. (laughs) <laughs> All right, I'll I'll move the camera over towards uh, him because he has a he has an innocent face. It, it's a great it's a great contrast as he sees things and his emotional reaction to them. The audience will will see and feel that as well. So he's a great palette for me to work with. So absolutely. Plus, I mean, you know, he's built, so he's photogenic. So you know, I want to get that in there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know where you know where the money comes. Exactly. <laughs> Smythe dives behind the professor. Shredley, what is that? It's some sort of something on you. Worm. Oh, you don't have a thing for bugs, do you? Oh, you got muted yeah, again. I think you got muted again. Something is on you. <laughs> what? Where? As he's like holding this. Yeah. Here, here, hold this while. <laughs> And uh, the, uh, the the monk finally leads you to the entrance uh, to this central temple complex. Uh, again, it has the the ornate pillars from a couple of different architectural backgrounds, as well as being inlaid with uh, beautiful jewels. Golden uh, fixtures uh, are along the uh, the roof. Absolute opulence in the middle of what's otherwise a, a very uh, mild village, a, a very uh, simple village. And uh, just as the the lead monk, she kind of steps aside and says, uh, please, the abbot would wish to to meet you. Um, you hear from overhead a piercing, shrieking cry. And just before all of you walk in, everyone looks up and you see this great beast flying in the sky. Professor. Y- yes. There's only, th- these things have only been hinted at, you know, the, the, uh, the, the literature isn't very deep yet, but you are fairly certain that that is what other scientists have called a pterodactyl. Professor just stands there with his mouth wide open, and he kind of taps Archie and just points up. <laughs> and he kind of grabs the camera and points it up for him. <laughs> up, up, up. Yeah, and it's just this uh, flying lizard that shrieks as it, it crosses the, the sky. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't land, doesn't seem to be bothering anybody, just flies through the sky. Before you walk inside, I say I'm going to need some more film soon. Yes, and you you may have to record over the other stuff when we get that film back from the uh, the Thule Society. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Do those fly overhead often? 
Of course they are part of Shangri-La. It is their nature to fly, just as it is our nature to walk. In the, the land beyond, as I believe you called it, those don't exist anymore. How unfortunate for you. Please come inside. Is it true that they eat meat? Are they going to eat us? They have not yet. What now? Will they potentially eat us? It is not in their nature to have done it before, but I cannot speak to what is their nature in the future. Okay. What what other type of creatures? Uh, is there anything larger than that that we need to be prepared for? At the question, is there anything larger, Chadley looks like really excited and expectant, <laughs> like, please say that there is. There are many creatures that live within Shangri-La and the mountains beyond, but please, come inside. She'd like us to come inside with her. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Smythe is Sigourney Weaver in Galaxy Quest. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, look at, I'll look at Smythe. Could you ask her uh, if they have film that I could use for my camera? You can ask her yourself. Excuse me, miss. Do you have film for a, a camera? That is not something that Shangri-La provides. They don't have any, Archibald. They, they do not have it here. Film is a foreign concept. Oh. They don't understand your, your this camera technology you have. Mm. <laughs> I think Chris is dying. <laughs> Maybe we could find the resources to make it for you. Let's not worry about that right now. Some paradise. They don't even have film. Oh. <laughs> what kind of backwater places? Exactly. Where am I going to show my movie? <laughs> Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGAcademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the Drive-Thru RPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, The Caleb G, at The Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at The RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. <laughs>